Welcome back. This is the soft count. Week two's in the books. I want to start with the San Francisco 49ers. Some people will be like, why are you starting with the Niners? Well, out of all the teams that played this weekend, they had the biggest story, which was Trey Lance breaking his ankle like Dak Prescott did a couple years ago. Here's the biggest problem. And I saw this stat today, and it kind of blew my mind, is that Trey Lance has thrown like 450 passes since high school. And this is like his third year in the NFL, and now he's going to be out another year. I just don't <clears throat> I don't know where his career goes after this. A lot of the Niners fans listening, you'll, you'll just say, well, he'll be back. Maybe. <laughs> you know, like, maybe. I doubt it. But maybe. They ended up winning 27-7 to with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's back. Jimmy G. All the people on the team are happy. They're going to win games with Jimmy. The biggest issue, and I bring this up to anybody that wants to defend the Trey Lance pick, anyone, they gave up three first-rounders to get him, plus a player. That year, the pick they gave up was like 11 and moved up. Micah Parsons was taken at number 11. Not to mention, like, the next three years of picks. I mean, it, they gave up everything to get Trey Lance, as if he were Cam Newton when he was coming out. Or, I mean, anyone. Andrew Luck. I mean, the, the fucking the Colts, you couldn't even have given them three picks for Andrew Luck. They wouldn't have taken it. You couldn't have offered him six. There's no amount of picks you could have offered for Andrew Luck for the Colts to trade, trade that pick. Because everyone knew. People didn't know this shit about Trey Lance. It was un, it was an unknown. It was so unknown that people were like, well, maybe they're going to take Mac Jones. And then that, that backfired because the public hated that idea. <clears throat> the reality is they should have given up three picks to get, like, whatever the fuck, Trevor Lawrence. Given up everything, but there's no amount of picks you could have given up. Like, it's the same thing with the, with the Andrew Luck. So my, my point being is is that Trey Lance isn't the guy that you give up three picks for. Even I mean, he was never considered even what Trevor Lawrence was or Andrew Luck or Joe Burrow or, or whoever. Like, you, you trade up for those guys. Everybody wanted him. They were number one. But I'm starting to think maybe, maybe the Niners were the only team that thought Trey Lance was any good. It's possible. A lot of people were comparing him to Josh Allen when he came out. And I got the comparison. They're both big and played at small schools. But Josh Allen actually played at his small school. And Trey Lance didn't. He just went to one. There's a big difference in how many snaps those two guys took before they got to the NFL. And how many snaps they've taken since they've been in the NFL. It's kind of crazy to think. A couple other games of note I wanted to talk about last week was the Miami-Baltimore game. I've been on Miami. You guys that are listening have heard me talking up Miami since the draft, basically. I just liked everything they've done. Since they traded for Tyreek, I'm like, man. I've always kind of liked Tua. I like I like Drew Brees when he played. I, I realize they're not that athletic and they don't have huge arms. I mean, hell, people forget. Drew Brees got drafted by the Chargers and had a horrible shoulder injury. He got traded. No one thought he'd be any good. It took him a few years. You know, if Tua can get to a level where he's playing well, I mean, both of their wideouts had like 200 fucking yards. Like, wow. Wow. 
and he threw six touchdowns, four of which were in the fourth quarter. Now, a lot of people will say, well, they were getting their ass kicked for the whole game. And it's like, yeah. And they did what the Chiefs did and fucking scored 20-some points in the fourth quarter and and won and finished. That's the thing. Like, people don't understand. Like, it, it's easy to go down the field when, when the – like, these guys, all these guys have been playing for so long. When the time is running out, almost all these quarterbacks can go down the field, but they can't finish. And a lot of games are on the, on the kicker now, right? The quarterbacks that can finish, like Pat Mahomes and – Josh Allen and these guys that go down the field and then finish with no time left, those guys are the ballers. And I watched Tua Tagovailoa fucking throw a strike to win it. I was like, ugh. A lot of people hate on him, and I think they'll be eating their words over time. He is he's pretty talented. <laughs> I mean, he's he's I, I get it. He's small. He's all you have to be is accurate. That's it. If you can throw the ball accurately in the NFL, you're in. You'd be shocked at how many guys have huge arms that never are in. I mean, there's just been tons of them. There's still tons of them. People take chances on them all. That Carson Wentz, here's a great example. of Somebody that people took chance on after chance because he's got a big arm. But he is inaccurate. I mean, Matt Stafford's inaccurate. He's leading the league right now in, in uh, interceptions. <laughs> you know, like he he has a huge arm. Now, Drew Brees had a candy arm and was super accurate and threw lots of touchdowns and no picks. It's impossible to win the Super Bowl every single year. So those of you who are out there like, well, Tua can't get it, can't win a Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, Trent Dilfer won one. Like people, you can win. Nick, Nick Foles won one. You can win them. Can you win nine of them if the new standard is like what New England did? Probably not. But that can't be your standard. Your standard has to be we're competitive every year. And we go to the playoffs, and you know, hopefully, we have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. And if you do win the Super Bowl, you're lucky, because it is. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, since Pat Mahomes started, everyone has anointed them the best team in the NFL. They've won one Super Bowl, one. That's it. It's really fucking hard. So your expectations need to be: Can we get to the Super Bowl and win it? And I would say, just based on what I saw from Tua last week, the answer is yes. He can win a Super Bowl. Can he be fucking Tom Brady and win nine? Who, who, who fucking cares? You're just trying to be competitive, and they are. And their coach is fucking good. I'm stoked. They shouldn't have won the game, and they did. And that's hard to do in the NFL. That doesn't happen by accident. Don't tell me it does. Don't tell me it's a fluke because nobody in the NFL wins on accident. It is so hard. Look, ask ask that Hackett guy in, in the Broncos. He's got himself a stud quarterback, stud wideout, stud defense, and he's just a bumbling idiot. He has no idea what's going on in Denver. He's going to get fired. Like, there's no way he gets to come back from this. He's had to apologize after two weeks in a row. Let me, let me point something out. I hear lots of people on television. They're like, Oh, should we fire? You can't fire a guy after one mistake. And it's like, all right, let me stop you right there. I want to end this conversation right now. Surgeons make, you know, some surgeons make around $400,000 a year to $500,000 a year. Specialized surgeons. And if they fuck up one time, they are getting sued and they might be fucked for life. It's over. They, they can't fuck up. These coaches are making millions and when you're making millions, I, I expect perfection. 
I just think that there's there's jobs out there that people get paid less for. That yeah, you get fired after one mistake. And when you get when you're making that much money, <clears throat> you know, no excuses. I, I it's clear to me that you can't handle the handle the gig. One of the things that I keep hearing on television is, like, like a lot of people are pointing at some of these teams that are two and zero and being like, well, they can't win at all because of their quarterback. I've already kind of went on that tangent, but like I just I just heard Nick Wright kind of give his take. Like, dude, so many bad teams have won over the years with a bad quarterback. Let me put it like this: if you can make it to the Super Bowl, if your team has is in the Super Bowl, like Rex Grossman, you can win it. You're there. You've beaten teams all through the playoffs. You're in the last game. Like you have a chance to win it. And your quarterback. Like, if he made it that far, then he's got the ability to win the fucking thing. You can't tell me he won all those games and now he just can't win this one. Like, that's not true. Like, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. He's terrible. He's also, like, second in leading the league in uh, passing yards right now. <laughs> I mean, my point being is, though, is that they can all win the Super Bowl. All these quarterbacks. There's only a handful of guys that are, like, and, and the coaches know, like, oh, that guy can't even throw in the general vicinity of a player. But ultimately, yeah, if you're in the Super Bowl, man, you've, you've made it that far. I believe that no, you, there's no amount of convincing me that that person can't win. Like, they made it that far. Now, Tua obviously hasn't made it that far yet, but I'm just saying, based on what I see from him, already in his career and his accuracy like yeah you can win a Super Bowl with that people put way too much stock in what in the quarterback alone especially in a big game like that like there's so many players on a field and the coaches and the play callers I mean I've watched in in the two weeks so far in the NFL I've watched multiple games lost because of coaching and bad time management and all that shit it has nothing to do with the quarterback if they don't want to get fired or pulled, you know, they got to do what this person says. And in some cases they take over and, and then they win. And their coach is the reason, you know, that in defiance of their coach, they win. It's just a lot. So don't tell me a guy like that's that accurate. He's like 64% accuracy. He's been, he, since he's been in the league, he's had like the highest passing percentage already. And people hate him. I have no idea why. He's so accurate. Same with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is pretty accurate. I, I'm not sure I'd take Mac Jones over Tua. I don't think I would. Speaking of, the Steelers should have beat the fucking pants off the the New England Patriots. I can't believe that. The, I mean, when you get turnovers right now, <clears throat> I don't know how many of you are paying attention to the Steelers at all. Most people aren't watching them. But Minka Fitzpatrick is having an Ed Reed season already. The dude is getting picks every game. He's everywhere. He's their only player on defense right now. I mean, T.J. Watt's hurt now. I mean, they got guys. Cameron Hayward's good. I mean, they got guys. They got guys. But their corners can't catch it at all. At all. I mean, several drop picks. Except for Minka, who's a safety. But, man, he is a ball hawk. And he'll knock you dead. He's He's having a... An all-time season right now. So, if you are inclined to watch the Steelers play, I mean Thursday night, everybody's gonna be watching them play. You'll get you'll get to see firsthand Minka Fitzpatrick get his get an interception on fucking prime time. He will. <laughs> Dude is fucking balling. Trevor Lawrence is playing better. I do want to point out this: 
it is so clear that Matt Ryan is finished. I mean, he (laughs) – the Colts got worse by going to Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz, and it is not debatable. Don't even try to debate me about it because Washington can score points. Indiana can't. They scored zero points against Jacksonville this weekend. Zero. Jacksonville blanked them 24 to nothing. When I was a kid, that's a beating. Now teams score like 30 and 40 points in a game. It's pretty common because the offense is so crazy. But when I was a kid, if you put up 24 to nothing, it was like, damn. Damn. You just beat the fuck out of someone. And Trevor Lawrence is playing better. He's playing better. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Detroit finally got their win. They were favored over Washington, which I thought was cool. I don't really have a lot to say about either of those teams. I just don't think either of them are going very far. At the beginning of the season, and this is even before, I didn't, I don't, I don't have HBO. I'm not watching Hard Knocks. I just legitimately thought with their draft and everything they've done, I thought they could be a fringe playoff team. They, they just need to get to eight wins or nine wins. Like they're competitive. And every game last year, they were competitive. That's all I based that on. And they've not been that good this year, I don't think. I mean, so far they haven't really played anybody good, and when they do play somebody good, it's going to be ugly. I just don't – I'm not seeing it. Same with the Giants. It's like I said, the Giants are going to get six to eight wins just because of Saquon Barkley this season. They're getting them early because they're playing teams like Carolina, who isn't the worst team in the NFL, by the way. I, I truly believe the Colts are the worst team in the NFL. Matt Ryan is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He is at the bottom. Their team, bottom. I would I would literally have the Colts at the bottom. Not, you know, I think PFF or Pro Football Focus has Carolina ranked the worst team in the NFL. They're not. It's the Colts. And don't tell me, well, they got Jonathan Taylor or whatever. It's like, yeah, the, the Carolina Panthers have that McCaffrey kid. It's like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Those two teams are trash, followed up by the Tennessee Titans, who are completely finished. They have no future. They've got no future. They're running back. They missed the window on Derrick Henry. They'd been the number one seed for a couple years in a row. They did nothing in the playoffs, and they just kept handing it to him, handing it to him, handing it to him. And now he's worn out. And at this point, everybody knows that's all you got because you traded away your wideouts. That team, the Colts, the Panthers, and the fucking and the Titans, those three teams are the worst teams. I think people will be – surprised that the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year. They're not going to. And I get it. Everyone's like, well, they have had a really tough schedule already. They lost to Kansas City. I All that's true. But now Justin Herbert's going to be dealing with an injury all year long. And I, gen- I generally believe that, that this Brandon Staley guy is, is just as bad as the Hackett dude for, for Denver. I just don't think he's – smart enough he just seems like a and now I kind of get the vibe that he's a dick and he's kind of standoffish and people like that don't really learn very easily people that get like upset about you questioning what they do and then you're like and then they become a dick and it's like oh so you can't not only do you make bad decisions then you like then you get mad about trying to change it's just so stupid I, I would that's not how a coach should be it's not that's not the mentality a coach should have you know, defending yourself. I, I just don't, I don't get it. it he's a, uh, he's a waste. And he's going to waste a couple years of Justin Herbert's career until they find a, you know, a coach that can adapt and learn and be fucking open-minded and not be a 
stuck in their ways. Like that dude's young. You don't expect somebody that's young to be so close-minded about learning. Mike McDaniel is the future of the NFL, by the way. Those of you that are wondering, guys like that, young dudes, you know, that are nice and seem, you know, interested and mostly are just obsessed with football. People act like these guys, they're, they're geniuses. And it's like, dude, I'm smarter than half of the coordinators and coaches in the NFL. My IQ's higher. You could give me, you could teach me a, a few things about what you're doing and I could do it better for a majority of these guys. They're just, it's like an old white dude's club. Most of them are fucking useless. Remember a few years ago, that one fucking coach that was like snorting coke and sending the pictures to his girlfriend? He had like this black stripper girlfriend. And he's just in there blowing lines and like, hey, baby, what's up? It's like that guy. You're telling me I couldn't do a better job than that guy? Like, I can. And that, the NFL is full of guys like that that have just grandfathered in. They, it's buddy, buddy. Shake my hand. We're friends. Come on in. I've known you since I was a equipment manager. Like, when I was a kid interning. Like, I've known all these guys. I bring them up with me. And most of them are not savants. And football's not that complicated. It's not. And so people that act like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking genius. It's like, no, he's not. He, he understands this game, which is pretty simple. Geniuses are chemical engineers. Nobody that's in football right now, nobody is that smart. None of them. Everyone that, up until this last year, people thought Urban Meyer was a genius. And it's like, he's getting caught with his finger up a girl's ass. Like, how genius is he? He's a dipshit. Like, it's clear as day now. Like, oh, wow, that guy's really fucking dumb. So... Don't get me started on genius and savant. Like, football's not that complicated. It's a very simple game compared to lots of other games I've seen. I don't even know if you've played chess, but most of these NFL coaches couldn't hang in a, in a game of chess with a, with a bottom-tier player. Most of them. There's a couple, probably. But there's probably more players that are, have higher IQs than the coaches in the NFL right now. In fact, not probably. Definitely. So... Yeah, man, I, I, I'm not a, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going on about right now. I'm, but it, it drives me, some of these bad teams, they, they drive me fucking up the wall to think how much money they make and they're that bad. <clears throat> it's crazy. Not sure what's wrong with the Bengals, those of you out there listening. Cincinnati fans, I have no explanations for you other than the fact that statistically every team that's lost the Super Bowl has been bad the next year. Pretty much. It's it's really hard to recover from that. I also think that Joe Burrow... Joe Burrow... I mean, he got a fucking... His appendix taken out, which is like a surgery. He had like a fucking organ taken out of his body. Didn't practice all training camp. They're going to be bad. If they don't win this weekend, they're in big trouble, statistically. I don't even... And everyone's like, it's only been three weeks into the season. Then it's what? Then it's only four weeks. Statistically, teams that are 0-2, I think like 11% of them make the playoffs. 11% of them. Do you you guys understand 11%? That's low. And so, yeah, if you start 0-2, you're kind of fucked. And it's and people that are act, act like you're overreacting to that, it's not an overreaction when such a low percentage of teams even make the playoffs after that, let alone win a Super Bowl. And really, most teams, the, the ultimate goal is to make the playoffs so that you can make more money and, and, and have a chance at a Super Bowl. 
But if you don't even have a chance at a Super Bowl, like the playoffs is where it starts. And if you're 0-2 and now our chances are 11% of making the fucking playoffs, like, I mean, we're in trouble. That sucks. It is shocking to see Dallas get a win this weekend over them. Micah Parsons is a bulldog. He's a superstar, for sure. He's their best player. I don't really see that big of a difference between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. There, I said it. <laughs> They're like the same to me. Like When I watch him, I might even say Cooper Rush has a little bit stronger of an arm. He's a little bit bigger in some ways and more a little bit more durable probably. I mean, that's not even an argument. If Cooper Rush can stay healthy, he's more durable. Durable. <laughs> But when I watch him play, like I, I really don't, I just, I just have never thought Dak's that good. And so when I, you know, watching him Cooper Rush out there beat the Bengals, I'm just like not that surprised. It's like, yeah, that's that's about what the Cowboys look like. Even with Dak Prescott starting, they can score 20 points. Their defense now though can hold teams to 17, and that's what happened this weekend. Uh, yeah, Buffalo. Oh. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Buffalo, right? It's not. It would be not fair to not talk about Buffalo. Can you name me one team that can beat them right now? And those of you are like, well, the Chiefs. And it's like, I would agree with you. The Chiefs can beat them. And they have beat them. And everyone's like, well, the Buff- Buffalo Bills can't beat them until they have. And it's like... Whatever that all means, I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking know what any of that means. But in the playoff game last year... Either of those teams could have won. Either of them. It went into overtime. It's like either of them could have won. It doesn't matter. I would say the Chiefs are not as good as they were, or they have been, or they're at the same level. I'm telling you, Buffalo's better than they've ever been. And so the only reason I would say Buffalo right now looks like they could go fucking undefeated, and they very well might, is because they're beating teams by 40. And it looks like the... It just feels and looks like that Patriots team when they went 16-0. and It feels like that. Now, I'm not saying Tom Brady looked like plays like that. I'm just saying that the vibe I'm getting already, Stephon Diggs, I mean, he's catching everything. Their running game is solid. It needs to be better. They need a big back to go with. They've got these little scat backs. That ain't it. You need a pounder so that you can play action up the middle and you know, fake the option, re- whatever you want to do. And they run Devin Singletary up the middle, but he's a little scat back. He really doesn't shine running up through the middle. You need a fucking bulldozer. Like, I don't get it. But that's the situation they're in. I, I think ultimately, though, I don't see anybody beating them. I don't think the Chiefs are going to beat him this year. And so, and if they don't beat him, I don't see anybody else beating him. They look to be running on fucking full power. It's pretty impressive. So we got a new uh, a new segment coming up. It's going to be our Sundays uh, picks. So, so we've had the fight night pickums. That's what we do on fight night. I'm going to start doing a Sunday pickum day just for Sundays, not the Monday or Thursday night game. It's just the Sunday games, and it's going to be called the Sunday Forecast. You'll be hearing a new sound bite that sounds like this, and you'll know that it's time for our picks for the day. And then we also, in all of our parlays, and over the last few weeks, I keep saying, like, I need a new, like, the wild parlay. I've been trying to think of it, what it's going to be called, blah, blah, blah. 
It's going to be called the no play parlay, and it is not recommended to be played. I play it because I'm crazy and I don't give a shit, but I don't recommend it for you. And I'll always put it out there and let you guys hear it. And it's like, oh my god, I got it. And if you're feeling if you're feeling lucky, you know, take a shot at the no play parlay. It's my new uh, my new my new little other segment, and it's going to sound a little bit like this. So I'm pretty pumped. I'll have that up tomorrow, probably before the game. I just wanted to get a pod out to talk about last week. Tomorrow, I'll have some picks over the weekend. We'll have the Sunday forecast. I'll give you a pick for Thursday night as well, and we'll do our new no-play parlay. Just wanted to check in. I'm trying to get back on track. I've been down. I don't know what to tell you guys. Those of you that are out there and you're listening and you do like the soft count, I'm working on a video, like a video YouTube show that we'll be doing like probably hopefully once a week. But uh, I just kind of fell down again. I don't know. I'm a loser. You know, and so sometimes I stumble and it's hard to remotivate. There's a few things that I've been very, I don't know, I got COVID and that really just un- unmotivated everything about it, just derailed everything again. It took me like two weeks to get over it and God damn it, I just haven't been able to get back into a rhythm of doing things the way I want to do them. And it's been a struggle. So anyway, got a couple uh, interviews tomorrow I got to go to. So, and then when I get back, I will get our pot up. And, uh, you know, enjoy the weekend. I hope you guys have some good luck, and I'll talk to you soon.